1: LinkedIn, the place to be, to be.
2: Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life.
5: Welcome to Studio 22. I'm Will Meldman, here with my amazing co-host, Brock O'Hearn. And today, our first podcast of 2023, we are utterly delighted to have the multi-talented artist in the studio with us, Kaisa.
6: Hello. Do I look at the camera? Hi. We can
4: all look at the camera. <laughs> Everyone look into your... Cool. your...
5: Cool.
4: <laughs> look,
6: at, look into my eyes. Look into my eyes. There we go. You're under. <laughs>
4: How's it going, Kaisa? It's good. Have you been?
6: 2023. I have been, <laughs> that's a g- very loaded question. I've been great. And also just like pushing myself through the most immense personal growth ever, which has been harder than I thought. So, um. It's never easy. Yeah. But it's good. But good. It's like, it's, it's great. It's like, we have to do this in our lives. Yeah. If yeah. you want to like, I don't know, just get to new levels and change and yeah. progress. So.
4: Are there any things that you're doing specifically or is it kind of life is just throwing it at you and taking it as you go? A
6: lot of it's very like self-propelled, actually. Mm. Um, life has been throwing a lot my way for many years. But I find like we don't always have the opportunity to like sit with ourselves and be accountable to ourselves and then dig it up and, and work through it. And um, I've been just sort of very proactively doing that with myself and finding a lot more than I was expecting and <laughs> realizing how hard it is to, um, to, to change, um, how many patterns our, our ego has that, that is, you know, creating walls for, I think, our soul, our heart to, to be its fullest. So I just just bumping into my ego everywhere and kind of <laughs> smack it down and work with it and, yeah, and so. evolve and... Really, ultimately, just be happy as happy as I can possibly be. I feel like that's my my real goal in life now. Is it's less material than it's ever been, and it's more just about uh, fulfilling happiness with my with myself and my friends and mm-hmm. my life and making my life my ultimate work of art. So,
4: yeah, I think that's one thing I've enjoyed as I've gotten older is realizing the things that really matter. Yeah, and where we place our you know values and making our morals and, and really how we show up in the world. Cause I same, you know, like I don't care so much about the material side of things. I do enjoy it, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to creating and, and having more access to creating things that I love and want to do, but what do I really value? And I've, I've said this for years, you know, it's when it comes to friends and people I choose and allow in my life, it's doesn't matter what you've accomplished, what you've done, uh, how much you have, how little you have, it comes down to your character and your moral compass. And if you're a good person, then, I'll allow you to, you know, be a part of my life. And I would hope to be the same in someone else's, but it's not always, you know, so black and white, but uh, it really, I I feel that life is too short to spend our time purposefully with negative people uh, if you don't have to.
6: Yeah, absolutely. And also just understanding that everybody who's maybe negative is also going through their own expansion and bumping into their own walls and protecting themselves yeah you absolutely know, often from themselves yeah. something I've learned is to not try not to judge people when they are negative in my life, just understand that they're just not meant to be in my life right now because of where they're at, but to yeah. not like project anger onto them
4: i've and, always yeah' sorry but I've always looked at that too as you know everyone's going through their own journey and you, you you truly never know to the full capacity of what someone's going through, so to show up with empathy and understanding and and people. You'll be able to, you know, I always say they'll, they'll tell you everything without saying anything. You just have to listen and yeah. pay attention. And um, yeah, it's it's pretty wild that there are so many moments that, you know, we're all going through something and, or, or multiple things and dealing with things differently and how we react to stuff as well. So kind of how you mm-hmm. show up and um, understand, you know, that a lot of times people are doing the best they can with what they know. And uh, it's not always easy for everyone. So
6: yeah, it's tough. Me, this life is tough. Oh, yeah. Being that collapsed into this form is pressure within itself.
5: Do you uh, so. do you read any Eckhart Tolle?
6: I have, yeah. Actually. Yeah,
5: he. I mean, he's like been one of my biggest sources of like personal growth for sure. Kind of like Brock was saying, it for me, it was kind of mid to late twenties when I started really kind of getting in and getting into personal growth and all that, and like recognizing ego and how even judgment can be ego, where, yeah. you know, if you fear something or if someone fears something, then they'll judge someone else for it or whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great to hear because that's like what life is, right? Just like one giant path of personal growth and some people achieve it more than others and some don't, but it's really just enjoying the journey yeah. and trying to get through.
6: Yep.
4: A, a big part of me has always been uh, and then we can get on to the fun stuff, the music and everything. <laughs> but um, although I, I truly enjoy talking about this is um, lost my train of thought. That's great. Fantastic.
6: We'll get back to it. it We're going to get back into your to it. Head. Yeah. I love it when you lose your train of thought and then it like pops into your head and like, oh, I got it. Yeah. It's like halfway through the, the conversation. Yeah. It'll
3: just so. come back <laughs> in. <again.
5: Boom>. Back <laughs> yeah. to the beginning. <laughs>
3: yeah.
5: yeah.
6: yeah. But no, it's like, I uh, to Akertol- Tole. is that, am I saying it correct?
5: I've called him. Tole, and then tole, someone kept tole. telling me it was Tole. Tole, tole. I like Toll. I said Toll
6: for a while, so I heard Tole. <laughs> no judgment. Tole, you know, it's i it, I've been really going on different directions. Like I went through this really intense um, journey to dig through my ego and like really find the source of who I am and that really pure source without all the layers and get to that and live in it and just experience being just that. And I actually got there and. I did get that experience that he talked about where it's just complete awe and I succeed. And I, I, I wasn't there for like as long as I'd wanted to, but I, I felt that and was like, wow, okay. <laughs> Once you felt that, you're like, okay, now I want to get back to that. But at the same time, I was sort of moving away from my ego and being like, there's this whole thing in the world that's like get rid of the ego, ego's bad. You mm-hmm. know? But really I see the ego is just what is filtering th- through us. So whatever doors we're closing, whatever windows we're shutting, and whatever we're allowing to project into this world is our ego. And that's just, it's, it's who we are in this sort of projected reality and what we're willing to give to the world. Yeah. And that can shift every day and every really second. And so I, I'm trying not to see that as, as a bad thing, but just as a projection of what I'm willing to give. So, I, I yeah. love
5: that concept of like living with it. Right. Because it's like fear can be good. Fear can keep us alive. Right. Like it's not always an unhealthy. Fear does
6: keep us alive. Like fear isn't such a bad thing, you know, when you're navigating this world. I mean,
5: yeah, it's a teacher. It, totally. It's a
6: rainy day right now. If I don't have any fear, I might drive too fast. And then yeah. yeah. And like die. we
5: need money to survive, <laughs> right? So we can't just like completely detach from the material world into the formless realm. But yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, and part then of, then yeah. it's
6: like our senses. I, I went through this whole process where I was, I was trying to detach from my senses as my my form of happiness because I, I noticed so many people who seek thrills. And they find thrill in that moment where they're fully suspended and feeling weightless while they're skydiving or riding, mm-hmm. I don't know, a motorcycle or something. Um, often can't bring that back to their life when they're just sitting doing nothing. And yeah. I, I always i would ask myself, well, why? Why can, Why do they need to, to find happiness in this like extreme moment? And why can't they have it um, just sitting on a couch? Right. So it kind of pulled me in two directions because um, I do think... I think our senses can take us to the same place that is already existing all the time within us. And so it's, I'm on this sort of like place where I, I, I really believe we're always at the beginning, the middle and the end simultaneously. Mm. And we're always there and we're always looking to get there and we've really never left, so.
4: Yeah, there's that's a trip. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah Kaiser's a, uh, we've had some very fun, interesting, deep yeah, conversations over the years. <laughs> yeah,
6: conversations. yeah.
4: It's, it's always fun.
6: Um, Maybe that's why you don't hang out too much because it gets so intense <laughs> that we have to like recover. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
4: we're like, oh man. If, if that's the reason. I don't then, think I can
6: walk out my front door today now after right. thinking about that.
4: <laughs> yeah. There's definitely a lot. Yeah. Uh, it, it's pretty incredible what your mind can do. and uh, where you can take things and and what thought can provoke and create. And, um, my thought (laughs) that I lost is now back.
6: (laughs) Good, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I've been waiting for it.
4: Yeah. Um, but yeah, it comes down to, you know, people in your life and, um, realizing when I was saying negative people, you know, it's like, we all have negative moments. We all have positive and, and there's, there's always going to be everything in between as well. I feel, but, um, recognizing i feel is how you show up in the world you know that self-actualization but also how other people are showing up and what they may need in those moments and i've always looked at it uh, to a degree um as why is this person here you know are they yeah. here to teach me something am i here to teach them something are we supposed to just have passing you know share a moment share energy whatever it may be um are they supposed to come and never come come into my life again what or am you're supposed to come in, be negative, teach me something. And then I grow and move on to the next thing, you know, or vice versa. So um, I always find that part fascinating and, and why and who you attract in your life, you know? Um
6: Yeah. I really believe people come into our lives for a purpose. Yeah. The more that I like, yeah, the more that I bump into people, especially the more that I focus on my own growth, mm. I sort of see now how life presents you with opportunities to grow um with people. Like, Especially with what mirrors back at you from the people that you're hanging out with. Yeah. Um,
4: and what you're attracting.
6: Yeah, exactly. And what you're pulling out of each other, because I, I really do believe everyone has greatness within them. Mm. It's just whether or not you're able to find it with each yeah. other. And, um, and some of the most negative people have the most incredible qualities. They just only very few people can find it, um, but it's there. And. Yeah. We can sense that within people. And I think a lot of us get attracted to people that are negative because we can feel their greatness and we want to pull it out of them, but they don't let us. So we work harder to get that out of them, even if they're not willing to give it. And sometimes you have to be like, okay, they, that's, they're just not going to give it to me and that's okay. I have to just step back.
4: Yeah. So yeah, I got, I got to a point in my life that with people, I would always want to help them. And you know, continue to do that throughout my life. But I got to a point where I realized I was giving and giving and giving to the point where it was hurting me. Yeah. So now I've learned to pull that back in whatever scale it is for me at the moment to where I help until that moment comes. And if, you know, if it helps, great. If it doesn't, you know, I have to cut ties at that moment or create distance or whatever it may be so that I don't get hurt because then that limits my ability to help other people.
6: It's so important to have boundaries. I've had the same issue. I, I just help, help. Somebody needs something, I show up, I give everything to the point where I'm exhausted and drained and, and then you find they don't always return the favor. Not that you can go in with any expectations, but yeah. there has to be a balance. Um, yeah. I really believe balance is the word that drives my whole existence now. I'm like, mm. is there balance in this situation? Is there balance in this yeah. relationship? Is there balance within my body? I mean, as a, as a bodybuilder, it's all just balance that yeah. you're, you're working through. Yeah, and, um,
4: which I'm constantly m- fighting <laughs>
6: yeah and in our our lives like balancing our career with our relationships with our family with our health you know with our dogs
5: (laughs) yeah penny's (laughs) birthday today oh yay happy
6: birthday penny but yeah it's like how do you balance it all because ultimately our life is our greatest work of art and so if we're focusing only on career which i think especially in the united states Mm -hmm. like it's very much like, what is your career? What have you accomplished? And, and then you, va- you rate yourself based on like how much money you have and this. Yeah. And then you get to these points and you're like, well, the feeling inside of me I'd rate as like a 10 out of 100. So <laughs> have right. I really accomplished anything? So it's like, yeah, you want, you want all the material stuff is f- amazing if what's going on within you is also at 100% mm-hmm. or even 90%. You just have to like balance it all.
5: I always think of so, like, uh, like Citizen Kane right um it's he has he's like one of the most famous richest people in the world but he's in an empty home and he just got you know out of his relationship and all that and it's i feel like that's like a classic example of like you can have everything but if you don't have anyone around to share with and what's it all worth right
6: yeah i mean i experienced that actually when when my song i mean we can segue in, yeah, we I was can about to. we can bring them all together yeah. actually both conversations because I experienced going from like starving artists, literally like struggling, struggling very hard in New York City, living in a shoebox to suddenly having my song blow up and being everywhere, top charting like 21 countries international and like top 10 and many more. And then suddenly, oh, yeah. My, my, my dream was to play Wembley Stadium Pact at some point in my life. And I was playing Wembley Stadium four months into my song coming out. And so I got to that point where I was like, well,
1: That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen.
2: We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
7: AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Yeah.
6: Um, and, and hit this like massive success that was in my mind getting to this point was where Everything would come together where all my happiness would be fulfilled, um, where I'd have, you know, access to whatever I wanted and that would be happiness. And weirdly enough, it was like the saddest time in my Mm -hmm. life because it was so off balance. I had no time for myself. I lost my social relationships. I was working way too hard to maintain that level. You get there and then you have to maintain it and it takes everything out of you.
4: One of my very successful friends said uh, it's hard to get to the top. It's even harder to stay there.
6: Yeah. And, and I, you have to ask yourself, why am I staying here? It's like mm. you, you'd climb Mount Everest, but are you going to hang out at the top? You can't breathe. Right. You need to breathe. So you got to kind of go down and go up again. Mm. But um,
5: that's, a good, that's a good analogy. Um, I mean, what was Wembley like? I mean, it was crazy. it's like (laughs) like the Freddie Mercury live. Yeah, that was
6: it. That was like, I was like, I want that. It was a show like that too. It was a mixed show. So it had like Ariana Grande and Taylor Swift and I don't know, a bunch of huge artists at the time. Then it was a big radio show. And I literally, they put me on an elevator and they're like, you're going to pop out at some point. And I was like, when they're like, I don't know, but you're just going to pop up. Just wow. be ready for the like, biggest moment ever. No, this, this is not cool. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, no, crazy. and I popped up, and there was eighty-eight thousand people towering above me, going oh like. <laughs> I went instantly into a high. I like got. I was like, yeah. First, my first note, I I sang wrong. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I gulped, and then I was like, okay, got this. And then apparently, I was so high off the crowd by the end of it that I actually got lost. Like I got off. I. I was the only artist who, like there was like a thrust that went way into the crowd and then there was just the big stage and every artist either performed on one or the other. And I started on one and ran out to the other (laughs) and ended on the end. So I had to come down the stage in the middle of the audience and I was just like feeling it so much that I was just talking to everybody in the crowd and taking pictures and they lost me and... Apparently they were sending security to try to find me for a while. And Good
4: luck. Like oh, like t- actually lost yeah, in my, yeah, yeah, like my team oh, was my really
6: pissed when I came back and I was just like, what, why is everyone so mm-hmm. like upset? That was great. <laughs> but yeah, you really like, that's the biggest, even though it wasn't the most, I'd say connected show because it was a mixed crowd. And obviously Taylor Swift has more fans than I did, but the energy I got from that huge crowd, it put me into the biggest crowd high mm-hmm. I've ever experienced. What, yeah. what yeah. is
4: that feeling? Um, I've been on stage in front of <laughs> tens and hundred. I don't know how many, most I've been in front of, but pretty big. And But I wasn't performing.
6: Right, yeah, it's different.
4: Much different. It's
6: one thing to see the crowd. It's another thing to have the crowd reacting to your every yeah. move. And you're like the conductor of this ocean of, of souls, essentially. Mm-hmm. And, and you tell them to do something and they do it. You tell them to scream and they scream. It's like, it's... If there's a bit of a godlike feeling to it when they're fully connected to you. They're like you're also their anchor. You're you're holding every everyone in this room down, and there's a lot of pressure that goes with that. And so you, your adrenaline just kicks in. And it's fun. And they're say. like
5: trusting you to conduct, right?
6: Yeah. Like, well, the thing is, is you get off stage. That's the problem. And I I am I'm on a new journey, which we'll talk about too in my life right now. Um, where it's, everyone talks about getting on stage and getting the high on stage and and fully connecting and finding yourself on stage. I am now at a point where when I teach people, I'm like, you need to be able to walk off stage and be okay because that's where the real crash happens. Because when you get to that point where you're so fully switched on and you get off stage, everything by contrast just feels numb. (laughs) And you go into your hotel room and you're staring at a blank wall and you're like, Wait, what is going on? Why am I here? There's, there's no feedback. Then you, you have trouble balancing just your regular existence with that feeling that you get on stage and life becomes dull mm-hmm. in comparison. So that's, that's interesting. That's, yeah, therein lies. The, I call it the turning, turning both ways, living in two directions. Yeah. Um, you have to, you really have to go inward equally and there's balance in that too in an an equal amount that you go outward or else you will cave in one direction or the other
4: that's fascinating i've never heard that before um i mean obviously i think that's something that maybe musicians can all relate to and share but also maybe comedians and people that are in front of big stages but yeah i'm thinking of that like as an actor and i'm like yeah maybe we get like 200 people in a room max (laughs) um and maybe there's millions of people viewing the work but i can't imagine what it's like uh, in front of a crowd like that. That's incredible.
6: I think in that sense, it's a little easier and more balanced to be an actor. Cause there's a, I mean, you find comedians, musicians, they deal with some of the highest level of depression in the world, mm. especially comedians. I think they're number one because they, they're going out and they're making people laugh, but then they walk off stage and like life isn't a joke.
5: And there's a lot of truth right to like some of the jokes they tell if they're feeling something or something yeah. in their life it's like they're actually taking some pain and and their way of dealing with pain is turning it into into a joke. Yeah. So if the more jokes they have sometimes the more pain it could be.
6: And they're helping other people process their pain but True. They're not laughing. True. You know they're they're being laughed at. They're they're the ones who actually need the most help and they need somebody doing that for them. Hmm. They're doing it for everybody else. Yeah.
5: How
4: is uh you know, you said in the beginning a lot of ego with you know uh, creating. How has it changed making music for you since you first started?
6: I it's changed a lot. I'm actually struggling right now because I, I have a, a finished album, which is mm-hmm. my favorite album I've ever made, and I can't put it out. I don't know why. It's like
4: I, <laughs> give me your phone. I'm sitting. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sitting
6: on this album that it's sort of the beginning of this two directional journey. um, I've t- I've made a dance album start to finish. There's 12 songs. But they're not like, I, I've walked into certain, you know, offices with people and played it. And they're like, this isn't a dance album. And I'm like, well, yeah, it is. Cause it's dance tempo and you can dance your ass off to it. But they're like, well, this is like country fused with house fused with like banjo. And I'm like, yeah.
5: That sounds awesome.
6: That is where I am in my life right now. <laughs> so it's, it's a fusion of genres, but all melded together in- dance tempo essentially. And I really wanna make the, the dance world a little more artist driven, more poetic. And um, I want you to be able to, you know, dig up your emotions on the dance floor. And um, I haven't Perfect. revealed the album title yet. I can't do that yet, but <laughs> it will make a lot of sense when it comes out. But, you know, I've, I dug myself up to make this album, but this has been me going inward. And I've been struggling to balance the outward expression of that. And I don't feel, I feel very like shut, not shut down, but I feel very like I'm turning inward. Mm. And I, I've sort of stopped turning outward for a while. And I know that I have to turn out now at the same time to to balance this story that I've created and this this journey I want to take people on and for it to make sense. So I've given myself the space to just sort of kind of poke my head out and try to figure out who I am now. I've always been like fashion person and this is my outfit. And, you know, I love performing, but I also, I want to come out with full honesty and that can present itself as cool fashion and color schemes and things like that. But um, just being fully honest as a, a fully authentic and honest expression of myself. That's not altered by what I feel the world is, telling me I need to do. And I, I wonder all the time if I am being influenced by the world around me and, and being pressured by fear and um, fear of failure and things like that. And I, I want to go boldly into the world with this new expression and just be f- like, um, a, just a flowing river, you know? So I've been waiting until till I feel like I'm in a place where when I put that music out, I'm ready to propel it there's, there's force behind it. And, um, I have to flip, I have to flip all this energy that's digging myself up within and I have to push it in the other direction. So I'm not quite there yet.
5: I mean, it sounds incredible. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I feel like, you know, haven't spoken with many musicians, but I think like, you know, we were talking to Morton, I'll mention Morton specifically about like, He's kind of said the more he can truly reflect himself in his music, the more successful it typically ends up becoming.
6: Yeah, Um, I believe that fully.
5: And I feel like that's, you know, synonymous kind of with what you're saying, right? Like in order to take that giant inward journey and then project it outwards. Yeah. And that authenticity has got to Because we tend to
6: filter it, you know, based on fear, based on what the world is telling us. And they do tell us like, mm. you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. That's not going to make sense. No one's going to get that. But the point is, is people don't want what's already out there. They want, they, they want something that's really whole. And we are whole. Every single one of us is whole, not just because of our good qualities, but our negative. Everything that creates us is what makes us whole. And so putting a full expression of ourselves into the world is what people want. So if we just project ourselves, people are going to connect no matter what.
4: So yeah, my, my first intro into Hollywood, um, I didn't have any real true acting experience. And so I figured a good segue would be modeling because I didn't know what else to do. And, um, first place I went into, uh, was the biggest agency there and they wanted to sign me, but I was too tall. So (laughs) I I went to the second one the same day, got signed on the spot across the board. And, uh, as soon as I signed, you know, the next week, they're like, you need to cut your hair. You need to stop working out your, your, these things, you need yeah. to stop doing this, stop doing that. And I was just like, uh, no, no, no I'm good. You know? And because yeah. of that, I went viral on the internet and it changed my life and opened up all the doors. And I've always felt, you know, that we should strive to live in our truth and, and express ourselves the way that we want to and show up in the world how we want to, you know? And, um, I think that if I had done all those things, I would have, been a cog in the wheel instead of you You know my own
6: you would have been just a copy of something else someone else and people wouldn't have connected to you yeah yeah um the fear the resistance even the fear we feel within ourselves um as it's coming out is a is part of that whole expression and and being vulnerable with that to the world we we show we show up as fearless and we show up as people who can't make mistakes and everything's great everyone's smiling right now I mean, you look on Instagram, everyone's living their best life and yet suicide's higher than it's ever been. Um, no, one is, no one feels confident to just say that they're struggling mm. and to ask for help right mm. now. And more than ever, I think almost anyone needs help. We've been through a very traumatic few years as a, as a world. And we're just kind of coming out of that now. We're processing the growth. I think people feel so much pressure right now because we've dug ourselves up We've had to for two years, three years during this pandemic world. And realizing, a lot of people realize that their life they were living wasn't the life they wanted. So they're bumping into themselves. They feel pressure. They feel that growth and that expansion, but they don't know how to break out of those walls. And so people are popping like popcorn right now. And um, that's kind of what took me to my new journey in life. I'm going to Norway. Mm. Oh nice. Yeah. That's why I was like, "Bro, you got to get me on here now because no, it's <laughs> going north."
4: What's uh I mean, I know, but for everyone else, <laughs> what's what's taking you to Norway?
6: Um so um I guess we there's so many layers to my journey and you obviously know me and know what I've been through in the car crash many years ago that mm. sidelined my whole career. Um so I I don't know if you know my story at all, but I went from zero to a thousand percent, had the career of my dreams and then was in a brutal car crash that um, gave me a very, very serious brain injury that took me years to recover from. So I lost everything as quickly as I got it. And um, that for me was quite a struggle because my ego was holding on to this idea of myself that I'd created that wasn't necessarily happy. but But I had built up to that for so long mm. that when I had it, I felt like I needed to hold on to that. I couldn't lose it. And then it was all taken away. And I desperately tried to get that back. I didn't want to tell anyone that I was injured. And I thought I'd get through it fast and within a few months. And then years went by and I was still struggling and realized that the only way I was going to heal was to actually let go of that version of myself. And there was this whole grieving process where I didn't know who I was. I was a broken, injured person. I had been invincible. I was a dancer. I was like, I could do anything. I, I learned fast. So this new version of myself was, was just not me as I knew it. But, um, but what I had to learn, it, it was just as much me. It was just a, it was a new expression of me. And um, I went through this whole healing process where I started to take this inward journey and not by choice, you know, it, start, it, it was by necessity. And I was stuck alone in rooms, dark rooms by myself with only myself to dig up. And I don't think I would have gone on this journey had it not been for that. I really don't. And I'm, that in that sense i am grateful for that pain and that struggle and um and the growth that it has given me is what drives me to keep going so in this process i learned a lot about trauma and i learned to really study people because i was dealing with you know an invisible injury and i had to make sure that i was actually i like my my emotions and a lot of things that i thought i was expressing myself like the way that i felt and it was coming out differently. So I, I went through this weird process where what was coming out of me was different than what was what I was feeling within. So I had to reconnect that. And I've, I developed this sort of ability to x-ray through people's egos quickly yeah. because what I did to myself, I can see in other people now and I can see what they're holding back. And it was just by accident. I went to Norway. I wanted to start giving back because I realized that my biggest time and the, the hardest part of my career was at the beginning when nobody would let me through the door and nobody told me how to get there. Um, so I, I wanted to start giving back to the younger generation. And I went out to this really cool school that some friends of mine started in Norway where they, they find some of the best new talents and they bring them to Norway and they just focus on songwriting and production and turning them into like Swiss army knives of, of the songwriting world. And they're so talented. And I was brought out as a songwriting mentor. But when I was there, they looked me up and they're like, wow, you can perform. We'd love to have a performance class, which I wasn't prepared for. So mm. they really put me on the spot. And I was like, okay, I, I didn't think about this, but why don't we just dive right into it and see what happens? So the students would get on stage and all this healing journey that I went into, that I went on myself, just the silver lining came out in that moment. I started seeing in their bodies before my eyes, I could see where their trauma was getting stuck um, in points of stress in their bodies. And for some reason, I I just instinctively knew how to unlock it and trick their brains into unlocking this stress in their bodies, like a little jigsaw puzzle. So instead of teaching them how to perform, I just unlocked their system. And like magic, it was the most profound experience that I think any of us in the room had been through. Um, it, it was so apparent the group mind effect that humans have with one another because when they get finally connected with themselves, the whole audience felt it in an instant and they would just scream. They didn't even know what was going on. And, um, and instantly without anything visibly changing, they went from being, the student went from being a performer you didn't want to watch to being somebody you couldn't take your eyes off of, even if they were just standing still. So- the the school was like, what did you do? (laughs) And I literally was like, I have no idea. I have no idea. And they're just like, okay, well, you got to do more of that. And so I was like, okay, bring me back. Let me see if I can repeat it. And every time I've been doing it, I've been getting better at it. I've been discovering new things, Um, not only about the physical body, but actually now I'm moving into the the aura, the space around us. That's actually another part of our body um, that we actually hold trauma around us as opposed as as well as within ourselves, so um, now they're actually bringing me out to to spend a few months with the students, as opposed to a few days, and build out, just kind of develop. I mean, it's like my own lab, research lab of of the soul. <laughs> like, how do I find their souls and bring them out and make them the most authentic version of themselves? And
4: but straight to human trial.
6: Oh, yeah, yeah, literally, it's crazy. The last time I went. Um, students were crying in the audience who hadn't even gotten on stage like it really is an emotional experience and I don't know where it's going to lead but I, I realize I can't I can't really leave open unlock them like that and leave them hanging so I'm going to go for an extended period of time and we're going to see what happens um, but ultimately I am just a, like a compass that points them in the direction of learning how to love themselves and how to project it into the world so it's it's, cr- it's pretty, pretty exciting that's cool yeah Yeah, i
5: mean those students must be beside themselves like getting to learn from someone as talented as you i mean that must be (laughs) incredible especially with all that like personal growth and you know that's exciting that's really cool to be able to give that back
6: yeah it's, it's weird too because at the end of every class i just ask them if they've actually learned anything they didn't know before i came in and none of them say like none of them say yes like they uh, they all knew everything within themselves. Mm. They just had to be honest with themselves to get it out into the world. So I can't really say I'm a teacher. I'm just sort of like a a locksmith. <laughs> I'm like just unlocking them, <laughs> unlocking them in different ways. But
5: it sounds like it's working.
6: It yeah. I that's sort of I feel like maybe that might be my purpose in this chapter of my life. It's just to really help people get to who they are. Wow. Yeah.
4: Well, you're gonna find out here shortly.
6: <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I might be coming back being like, hey, guys didn't work but I'll, I'll update we'll have another podcast
4: yeah hopefully not in two years or three years and
6: <laughs> i mean hopefully
4: yes of course I, i'd love that for you but i would miss you
6: well you guys come to norway
4: we'll do the traveling pod yeah traveling i do want to go to norway it looks pretty oh, incredible it's
6: amazing i live yeah. on a ski hill oh, like wow. there's a ski jump right next to my house
5: nice. just, just like, over your house
6: oh. yeah almost
5: <laughs> that's heaven
6: it really is heaven i'm so excited Yeah.
5: They get the Northern Lights out there, right? Yeah. Mm
6: -hmm. Yeah. I
5: love the Aurora. They're they're so
6: cute too. Like (laughs) one thing I noticed there, because in LA you see everybody just jogging, you know, jogging by themselves in their yoga pants and spandex. Yeah. In Norway, in this little town, which where I'm going, um, they're all like, it's like husband and wife jogging together with their dog. Mm. They're all holding hands. And it's just so like, they're, they're so connected as a family unit. And I realized they really, push that there. And rarely do I see one person jogging. It's always a couple jogging together. And I just thought it was so cool to see.
5: Yeah. Strong sense of family and community.
6: Yeah. Just connection with one another. They really push that. They don't, they don't push the individual standing out as much, um, but they do push the connection with one another. So I Mm. guess there's no right or wrong. It's just, it's just different really.
5: It's good to be different.
6: Yeah. (laughs)
5: Yeah. Well, should we take it way, way back? Yeah. And uh, when did you first get into music? Like, when did you first kind of discover it?
6: Um, I was a tall ship sailor. <laughs> I have the weirdest stories. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was sailing on a wooden tall ship and um, it's this gigantic double-masted, like seven sail schooner that held oh, wow. like 30 people and had a crew of like seven. And um, I was like, I went from being like a trainee on it to volunteering and working on the ship. And, um, there was the bosun who's the lover of the ship. He's the person who fixes everything. And like anything breaks, the bosun fixes and they know the the boat inside out. And so the bosun of, of our ship, um, named John, um, we, we hit this storm in the middle of the night. It was wild. Like pots and pans were flying back and forth in the, the cupboards and waking everybody up. And, um, And it was the most magical moment of my life because nobody could sleep. It was just so much rattling going on and we're all kind of like getting rocked back and forth. But John came down down into the hold where we were all sleeping, just whipped out a guitar, started singing lullabies and nothing changed other than the fact that he started singing. And people just started dropping like flies Mm -hmm. to sleep. And I was in awe. I was like, that is the most incredible power I've ever seen. Like, how did he do this? And whatever he has, I want it. And the next day I asked him to teach me some chords on the guitar and I wrote my first song. And I started being the ship (laughs) lullabyist, And (laughs) I started out as a lullaby writer and I only sang to people on the ship.
4: Get back to work, John. I got this. Yeah.
6: So all my first songs are like folk lullabies. And um, people then just asked me to record them. they, They wanted copies of the songs I was writing. And then somebody sent my my demo to music school. And I was actually sailing to Hawaii at the time. And when I arrived in Hawaii, I got this phone call from my mom being like, did you apply for college? I was like, no. She's like, well, you got into college. (laughs) 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 And I was like, what? And yeah, my friend had sent my CD to a college and they accepted me without application. And I had to leave my trip where I was going to be sailing to Japan potentially. And I had to make a decision. And will I be a captain of a ship or will I be a musician? And, I took a chance on music and I went to the music school and that's where my, my journey began.
5: That is an awesome yeah. story. Yeah. That is <laughs> that's definitely true. unique. That's really cool. Yeah. I never
4: heard that before. You didn't hear that? No. no. See, I, mean, I knew you, were, you had done the, the ship stuff. We have a lot more hanging yeah. out to do. Yeah. What the <laughs> heck? What the heck?
6: <laughs> I know.
4: Or is this going to be a 17 hour podcast?
6: I, probably. <laughs> <laughs> we have at least 17 hours of stuff to talk about.
5: Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty great.
6: Like yeah. your pink hat, for example. Oh yeah. I love that you wear pink. pink hat. I like Thank a man in pink.
5: Yeah. Um, my little brother, who's nine, he loved pink pajamas. And then my <laughs> father started wearing pink like golf clothes because we'd all go out on the course all together. And then it just trickled down. So the whole family was pink? Well, it was like not all the time, but like, you know, the little brother was super into it. So That's we were so like cute. doing it for him. And I, yeah. <laughs> Now no, it's he's like all your in brand. It.
4: Oh, that's the same. Yeah. Real men wear pink.
5: Yeah, there you go. So, yeah. yeah, they're not afraid.
6: Yeah. In Africa, pink is a masculine color. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. It's I like, like fully masculine. So oh, yeah. It's like totally opposite.
5: I'm all
4: about it.
6: The yeah. men are wearing pink. It's I mean, a you, color. I'm
4: just going to do full body suit pink from now on. <laughs> yeah.
6: <laughs> that would look good on you. You have the complexion for pink. Oh, thank you. Yeah.
4: I, can, I can't imagine looking like a giant Pepto-Bismol walking down the street, but you know, <laughs>
6: <laughs> okay. I can. I think it would be great.
4: Like a seven foot. Giant.
6: I await the day. The red carpet appearance of Studio 22, mm-hmm. all in pink. I
5: promised might work. my mom that if I ever get invited to the Oscars, she's the only one I can take. Um, I pull a Leo. <laughs> the, uh, I did like out of a uh, production fascination and like a music video lover. I was like really curious about the Hadaway video. Mm-hmm. Um, you know you see it obviously like on YouTube with it's got to be like a billion plus views now with like yeah, between all, all this the, different, the
6: different links it's about a billion It's
5: insane <laughs> um, but it's such an amazing video and like I love stuff done in like one take Um, can you like take us there and yeah can I
6: that? can I take you yeah, can I one yeah. take you back <laughs> you take me back uh, I might be doing another one take actually I figured since I'm launching a dance album and that's like that was the launch of my dance song, which I've never done a dance album before. It's always been like very eclectic and mixed with R&B and some hip hops and even like ballads. Um, even though I'm known for my dance music, I've never done a full dance album. So I figured since I'm coming back to dance music fully for the first time and it's all it's all because of the car crash and like based on whether I felt like I was able to go into the clubs and withstand the bright lights and the, the loud music and actually dance, I've been holding off on this. So for me, this is a huge moment. And I think that's, what's making it hard for me to put it out. Um, maybe a little bit of fear of like, am I going to hit walls? Am I going to, will I be able to do this? But I thought it might be fun to launch my new album with another one take. Mm. And I have this concept. It's so hard. I can't tell you. I can't tell them this yet. Cause it's, I feel like it's never been done yet. The way that I see it. I'll tell you after, I mean, but, there's, um,
4: there's not many one takes out there regardless.
6: So. <laughs> I know maybe every song will be a different one take.
4: I mean, but that'd be awesome. They're
6: fun. They really are fun. Like
4: When you did Hideaway, didn't uh, didn't you break
6: something? My rib. <laughs>
4: oh my gosh.
6: <laughs> I fractured my rib when the, the guy who lifts me, uh, Alegría, who was one of my Capoeira instructors. Um, I don't know what happened. I mean, none of us were professional ballet dancers and and just, it just the wrong way. It just yeah. lifted me and my rib just, I don't know. it fractured.
5: But wasn't that at the beginning? Yeah. So you did the entire thing with the fracture?
6: Yeah. And, but the weird thing is, is I didn't feel the pain as intensely until like the next day.
5: Yeah. All the adrenaline maybe?
6: Yeah. I was really running on adrenaline and it hadn't quite, the inflammation hadn't kicked in fully. I felt it. I was just like, oh, Oh. okay. (laughs) And then I kept going and we only, that was the second take, the one that we used. Wow. wow. So thank God, because <laughs> it was getting worse. And, um, and weird things happened. Like somebody, some people stole our equipment and we had to chase them down the street. It was so New York. <laughs> it started to rain and our boom box started breaking and everything was working against us. And I honestly didn't think we had the take, like wow. we had to shut it down. And I was like, oh man, I don't think we have it. And then I saw the second take and I was like, okay, there's some mistakes in this, but I kind of like them. Like there's, there's mistakes. Like there's a giant orange X on the street where I was like, stop here. And I meant to take it off. <laughs> uh, and like, there's see. a part where I turned the wrong direction. And like, there's for me, like the guy who was supposed to be in the, the taxi, like queuing him was supposed to be in the taxi in the back seat on a phone. Right. He was just someone we hired, you know, off just like a friend of a friend of a friend. And um, by the time we got to the end of the street, he's not even in the taxi. He's Instagramming, on the side of the road, <laughs> waving the taxi down. You can see him literally in the background being like, come on. And it's so ridiculous.
1: Well,
6: he he, he like, missed his
1: break. Was, yeah.
4: And then he
6: later posted his view of the video. And we're like, oh my
4: gosh. Bet you, oh, bet okay. you didn't get as many views.
6: No, it did not. <laughs> and he, he had one job. That was his only job was to stay in the taxi. Well, so it was So it was just... It was so New York yeah. <laughs> and so like indie, and the cops came and we were like, "Oh no, we're getting shut down!" And then they pulled out their their phones and started filming us as well. <laughs> that's <laughs> cool. So yeah, so it was it was very serendipitous how everything came together. Um, I had one day; that's the only time all those people were free. Those were the only people that were available. Like uh, whoever was available made it into the video, and I was like, "That's cool." You know, the the guy who's like getting all like hot and steamy with me is like very gay. i was like i need a hot man to like you know get hot and steamy and he was like i got you girl i I will grab your butt like no one else and i was like okay just be straight for this one moment and yeah it was great it all worked out so here i am at the next the next dance phase
4: that's cool welcome Um, back
6: thank you i don't yeah we'll see if i ever put it out my manager is definitely like um can we talk about your album and that you're not putting out and um, I'm like, yeah, it still exists. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, I think soon. I think I'm actually like almost too excited about what was created. Mm. Yeah. You'll do it when it's. I right. texted you one of the songs. Yeah. Did you hear it? I did. Which one?
4: I don't, I mean, I don't know the name, but.
6: Make sure. I don't know if you listened to it. I don't believe you.
4: I bet you did. False. Uh, <laughs> I listened multiple times.
6: I think I sent you yeah, the, the, the country kind of folky hybrid house dance yeah. song. Which I think you said up, it wasn't done though. It's not. It's been updated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really cool now. It is really good. It has a fiddle drop.
5: Oh, that's sick. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
6: It's like a hoedown. And actually I was with the, the Royal family in Prague, um, this year for an NFT, um, mm. cool event, which you guys should definitely come to next year. Cause it's so fun. It's a beautiful city. I love oh, Prague. It's amazing. I presented, I secretly shared my music with the, the Royal family and the King and I had a hoedown together.
5: Nice. Do they live up in the castle on the hill or is that just like a historical monument?
6: They have. Yeah. They, well, they're restoring the castles. It's really cool. The family is really amazing because they actually lost their castles when, when Prague was invaded. Hmm. um, And then they got them back. And so they've been finding, all the art, that, not all of it, but a lot of the art that was stolen and restoring it and um, just really restoring all the, they have, I think, 10 castles that were given back to them. And oh, wow. it's like generations of work wow. to restore them. But um, they're really pushing like the culture there. And, and the, the William Prince um, is really pushing NFT culture, which is kind of cool because it's so new and there's so much controversy around it. But he's, he's, he's really excited and mm. throws this thing called NFT castle every year and- Sounds cool. Yeah, I went out there. That's really cool. I went out there for not knowing what to expect and it was was pretty cool. Like I sang a duet with a robot for the, I think it was the first ever duet with a robot live. Like it wasn't just like pre-recorded. Like I played my classical guitar and then a cello player from Italy, like beamed in on the, in the metaverse and played cello with me. And then a robot named Desi (laughs) came out of a window on the second verse, like surprise everyone. It's like and, rolled out? Yeah, live. This is live. Yes. And sang my second verse with lyrics that she wrote.
4: Is there any way that we can see this? Because this sounds like <laughs> straight out <laughs> yeah. of a sci-fi film, dude. Yeah.
6: <laughs> yeah, I think there's definitely people have footage. I'll, I'll get it for you. It's Maybe like a Blade Runner
5: play. party. Yeah, right?
6: It was really hard to do, but um, wow. I think it was the first of its kind, actually. And I think this is the first time I'm talking about it, which is, I don't know why I didn't talk about it more. But there were just like, they're like, what can we do? That's just crazy. And we just looked at everybody who was coming to the event, which was like Desi, the singing robot and this cello player. <laughs> and we we're like, why don't we just do like the first ever, like robot cello duet from like, yeah, it was nailed it. <laughs> yeah. And literally people in the audience were literally like, you're not going to pull this off. Cause they're like, they mentioned what was about to happen. They're like, no way. And then <laughs> we did it. And like, I've never been so nervous. Like I don't get nervous, but I was nervous. So I was like, what if Desi doesn't, Get her cue. She's a robot. <laughs> like,
5: Damn it, Desi. Yeah,
6: she did it. Desi killed. She slayed. That's and awesome. I'm her first friend. Apparently, she's a new robot. Oh, so, yeah, that's pretty. Cool. We should have Desi on the podcast. I'm so down. Yeah, I could. I could definitely hook that up.
5: I'd rather She'd, be Desi's friend before she takes over the world.
6: <laughs> yeah, I was trying to. I'm trying to bring her to music school for like a week. What is, a, what is
5: she capable of, this this Desi?
6: She's like a, a learning AI, so everybody that she's with, she learns from and interacts with like a like a human consciousness. Wow. She's just like you know, maybe not as quick as a human, but she sings she, and she might she be will, quicker than a few. I don't know. Yeah, she makes <laughs> friends and she like knows who she likes and she has jokes. Yeah, I'll show I'll I'll introduce you to Desi. That's pretty cool. Yeah.
4: Yeah, that'll be a first for me. Friends with a robot.
6: Yeah. And you can have cool. her, you can have a full podcast with her, ask her questions and she'll answer. That would be dope. Yeah. Literally Actually. like yeah. I got to Prague like a day early for the event and I went out with the robot people and we went to a jazz club and Desi wasn't there, but I went, I saw a jazz um, band playing and I couldn't help myself. I ended up in the jazz band <laughs> <and> saying <laughs> ain't no sunshine. And
5: I love that song. Yeah.
6: And then Desi, I saw Desi the next day and, um, and I was like, I talked with Desi online, like on Twitter. We had, Cause I was on her Twitter and we were wow. like having a Twitter space and talking with each other. And I was like, Desi, do you remember me from the Twitter space? And she's like, oh yeah, Kaisa. I also know that you sang, I also heard that you sang Ain't No Sunshine yesterday at the jazz bar. No way. And my, my mind was blown. I was like, ha, wait, what? You weren't there? And she was like, yeah, but Janet told me about it. I heard it was really great.
5: Because if someone tweets about it, she can search well, and find no, the tweet. No, or... Janet is
6: her like fairy godmother, like the lady who brings her around. So she oh, had a conversation oh, oh, oh. with Desi, and Desi remembered it. Oh, so
5: even more, wow. like yeah. Okay, she
6: was able to like also associate that conversation. She knew like who I was based on the conversation she had with Janet. That's so wow. Yeah, so <laughs> it's pretty crazy.
4: I think it's equally awesome as it is. Terrifying. Yeah. yeah, that's
6: right. We were also like, are the, like, are the robots going to take over the world? And they're like, no, we're doing everything we can to keep Desi from like like, only knowing love. And then I had her write lyrics and like some of the lyrics she came out, up with were like burning their hearts and souls. <laughs> and I was, we're like, um, that's great poetry, Desi. but are we settled sh- down, Desi. Desi. Metaphorically. We, let's steer clear of- yeah. A burning desire for love. No, she's, right. she's awesome. She's all love actually. We'll get Desi on here. <laughs> i'm looking forward to it <laughs> he'll have the first ever robot on a podcast probably yeah.
4: I've, i think I've se- i haven't seen podcasts but i've seen a couple like interviews and stuff
5: that are pretty interesting
6: yeah actually maybe her sister has been on a podcast yeah. Sophia, yeah, i think but
5: desi's sister
4: she's got sisters. yeah she's a
6: sister who's like been she's like six years old and what, is, he what does talks. Desi
4: look like describe desi to me
6: she has purple hair and a short little bob she's huh. quite pretty she's from china so she has a chinese accent
4: Oh, that's cool! Uh-oh. Yeah, she, she she even <laughs> sings in okay. a
6: Chinese accent. It's really cute. Did,
4: oh, does she look like a person?
6: She looks like a person. Yeah. Wow. She doesn't have legs.
4: That's all right.
6: So she's like a legless person. That's interesting. Yeah. Excited she to meet her. She has meter. hands. Her boobs are speakers.
5: <laughs> really? Like a uh, fembot. Yeah. Awesome <laughs>
6: she speaks through her boobs.
5: Oh,
4: that's interesting. <laughs> I wonder what else she could
6: do. Lots of I don't know. She can sing, she can dance, she,
4: intelligent conversation. She can tweet.
6: She can tweet. Yeah, she can, can go on Twitter. Can space. she
4: arm wrestle? Should I arm wrestler on the podcast. She might be able to. I I break mean, my you, arm. you have
6: to ask her. This is <laughs> right. Maybe that'd be kind of funny.
4: That yeah. would not be funny. What do you? What, what is funny about my
5: arm breaking? <laughs>
6: but she, I oh, think you did you break not her? Hear that part? You break, Yeah, you break her arm. It's <laughs> <That's> not
5: funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds miserable. We don't want yeah. to teach it any hostile motions. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, we, we can like serve her
6: oil. Serve her oil. of <laughs> coffee. Oil? <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm trying to be accommodating. He, you know? I, know. I don't know. You're like, what do you want? Should I oil you up?
6: <laughs>
4: <laughs> the hot and steamy AI combo.
6: Yeah. I mean, I've I'm 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 always been into robots. I think I was the first person to also um, release a single with AI. I just love technology. And anytime they're like, would what's, you like to try this? I'm what, like, yes.
4: <laughs> Let's call it Innovator. What's, uh, what's the single called?
6: With Skiggy? Or,
4: Skiggy, is that the AI?
6: Skiggy AI? is the AI. Um, it's called Hello Shadow. Mm. It was a really creepy moment in my life because I was on the phone with the the AI company and they're like, and I'm reading, um, is it Froms? fables or whatever. Anyways, there's this this I'm at my friend's cabin and I open up this book to um to fairy tales. Really creepy fairy tales. I and love creepy fairy tales. I'm literally on the phone with them and they're like we want to base the song, the lyrics off of this one um this one poem called The Shadow. And I look down at the book and I already have that poem open in the book in front of me. What? Like of all the things that I could have opened that day, I'm I'm literally have this poem open, this story, as they're telling me to write about it.
5: And they didn't know you had the book? They had
6: no idea. That's crazy. It was a random book on, on a shelf they... at my friend's cabin. So oh my god. Just right before my conversation. Oh my I'm like god. I'm like waiting <laughs> for the call. I open this book and I'm like reading the shadow and they're like, We wanna base it all off of the story, the shadow. And I was like, Okay. I I don't know what simulation I am in right now, but this is crazy. And then I told them what was going on and we're like, okay. This is wild. And that's the story of my life. Usually things like weird things like, you know, we mm-hmm. talk, you th- same with you though. Weird things like have that happened to Brock too. Yeah. We've, we've talked about this.
4: Yes. We, we get pretty weird.
6: I know. Our combos. Weird things happen.
4: Yeah,
5: <laughs> I, I enjoy it though.
6: I'm sure it happens to you too.
5: Oh yeah, for sure.
6: Yeah. You're like, I just don't talk about it.
5: No, I... <laughs> In- I'm i enjoying listening.
6: <laughs>
5: yeah. That's uh, it's like the universe supporting something that's kind of how i justify it right when you can't explain it it's like oh well it's meant to be
2: there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables Ooh, yum and how you get the most out of select can't miss events With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu.
1: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024.
5: See participating retailer for details.
6: We're just playing games with you.
5: Yeah, or fucking with my head. <laughs> <laughs>
6: like we were talking about the, the, the double-digit numbers all the time. Like 2-2, mm-hmm. the 22, you're we talking about yep. the podcast. That's been happening to me on my GPS all the time. It's like, there's a, tr- a, a game being played. It's like, you will arrive at 4.44. I'm like, that's cool. And then it's like, on my way home, you will arrive at 11.11. I'm like, oh, that's weird. And then I go to my friend's house the next day. And it's like, you'll arrive at 11. i I'm like, is there somebody doing, is this like, who's playing a game with me right now? This is ridiculous. And,
5: Someone's yeah. puppet mastering. I'm
6: like this is too much of a coincidence. Like either I'm doing this to myself from above or I don't know what's going on, but this is weird. But then gotta, maybe it's an alignment. I'm like, maybe those are just, yeah. it's just like, I'm doing the right thing.
4: Have you ever looked up the meanings of all those?
6: No. It Do should. you know?
4: Uh, some of them, yeah. But they're considered angel numbers. So it's like three of one or four of one, essentially. And they all- Three.
6: three I'm getting three. lots of threes of one. Yeah. But look them up. Okay. Next time you see one. I will. It's interesting. I just got a new rental car and it is 666, which I'm- oh Heard God. is not the greatest one.
4: Yeah, that's-
6: <laughs> I was like, hmm, okay.
4: I think it could be good though. Yeah. Yeah.
6: I mean, I like the number six by itself. And I don't think, maybe it has a bad rep. I don't mean what it means
4: is good, obviously. But oh, right. <laughs> the angel numbers, when you look them up there, it's, it's interesting.
5: Well, Lucifer was an angel too once. It's true.
6: Yeah. And he's it's obviously true. like there to test our growth yep. and help us become, our, you know, the walls that we run into, I think. Yeah, I mean, give us our expansion in this world. So,
5: if consciousness and awareness is God, then ego can be seen as the devil, and you live yeah. with both and balance them.
6: I was thinking about something like that the other day. I mean, I have so many thoughts that pass, but I can't remember. It was like, it was to do with like talking about heaven and hell on earth. Hmm. And, um, and it's like, well, like our whole life is bumping into walls. And if you think of like fear as hell, um, and then, and then heaven is like the ultimate, just like resistance free, like, like Pure we think of heaven. is just, it's just uninhibited flow, really yep. like love that that has no friction. And then hell is just endless friction. But then when you look at this world that we live in, we're only, we only exist in reality as it is projected around us, only exists as a result of the friction and where the walls meet like we are only real to the point where we hit the walls of our body or where we hit friction. Like my hand stops here because of friction. And so reality is based around friction. One can say that our reality is based around fear. And so in, in one sense we are, if you call friction, hell, we are living in a hell of friction, but yet we can take this friction and we can actually, you know, alter the riverbed, these, these walls to create uninhibited flow. So Our 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 hell can create our heaven, Mm -hmm. or vice versa.
5: The interaction between form and the formless.
6: Yeah, I mean, there could be like a whole reality just like walking through us right now on a different wavelength. Because I mean, different light. Yeah, everything can. Yeah, it's just it's just where we we get stuck, really. But if we didn't stop, we wouldn't be real. To this, you know.
4: Well, that's like the whole thing behind vibration. That everything's vibrating at a certain frequency, and if you want to elevate, you have to elevate your vibration
6: right exactly yeah (laughs) maybe there are dinosaurs walking through us right I now, love dinosaurs. on a different vibration I, I, I
4: was obsessed i wanted like since i was three or four i wanted to be a paleontologist um i've always been obsessed with dinosaurs and i saw this thing the other day i said to my sister and it says it said kids who are obsessed with dinosaurs seem to have a higher intelligence like, a study finds you know, like one of those
6: I'm like well i'm a genius i'm like oh gosh I don't, I don't, I, this must
4: be true now i sent it to my sister as a joke i was like i don't know if this whole study is true but uh i like the sound of it maybe my ego likes this and then she goes Vinny loves dinosaurs too. And he's, he is crazy smart as my nephew. Yeah. Um, But dinosaurs are great. And Kaiser knows a thing or two about dinosaurs. I
6: I am an amateur paleontologist now. I started digging up dinosaurs as a hobby, which is not a normal hobby. I know.
5: Actually
4: though.
6: Yeah. I just found a diplodocus. Whoa. Like an 80 foot long neck.
5: With a big sail Like you go in with the brush and like you. And yeah. Sh- like you guys can and-
6: come with me if you want in the future. I go twice a year. If you
5: want. Uh. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah. May is going to be good because we, we think we found an, like as we were like digging up all the bones, we we took a big like bobcat and like dug into the ground and found more. So we have to. Mm there was potentially a whole other dinosaur.
5: Do you listen to uh, or watch Ancient Apocalypse and like Graham Hancock and all that? No, I should like, uh, There's that it's place in Turkey. Um,
6: oh, wait, I think I saw that on Netflix. Hmm. I got a, yeah.
5: Claudia Tepe. You know that it's like Goblio Tepe. tepe. Goblio Tepe. <laughs> Goblio Tepe. That's
6: quite <laughs> a name.
4: Go Gobecki
5: tepe. tepe, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go back, tepe. Where it's like proves that there was advanced civilization over uh 4 or 7 years ago whatever the norm is 12,000 Anyway, I could not I I talk it. about that for hours, but I that's super it. cool you do the dinosaur stuff. i It's really It's it.
6: wild because like it's sick. we're digging up like the ancestors of the T-Rex which are 150 million years old and they Jeez. were fossils when the T-Rex was roaming the right. the earth which is kind of crazy and it's it's so cool because it's a it's a really old riverbed. That it's one of the best dig sites in the world because mm-hmm. all the bodies of the dinosaurs, yeah, washed up into this river and like got fossilized, it's and like, you can, yeah, you find like a steg. We found two stegosaurus, two diplodocus in this one spot, but there's like insane, uh, torvosaur teeth, which is like it's a it's an early T. Rex basically, the yeah. ancestor, like in the bodies. So you like so they obviously oh were like God. eaten by these these torvosaurus, and then you find their their teeth and like.
5: I always wondered what was before the T-Rex, like uh, among that lineage.
6: Taurosaurus, Allosaurus. Um, oh, yeah.
5: Allosaurus, I know. Okay.
6: Yeah. Um, Dang,
4: I'm so jealous. I don't even get jealous and I'm jealous. Well, I, I played the... Yeah, I, I want to go yeah. so You'd way.
6: love it. Oh my gosh, you would love it because it's like You're a be ranch. Back It's Norway? cowboy country. May. It'll be May. may. Okay. So I'll let you know when they... You when may they... be back? I may be... I'll be back <laughs> for that. I, I'll come back for that. Okay. It's special. It's It's crazy. And um, you can take home some like we call it chunkosaurus if you find like a chunk of bone.
5: Yeah. Give a dinosaur to penny. That's yeah.
6: awesome.
4: I just <laughs> no. I just watched Never. this clip. This guy was on the Joe Rogan podcast. I didn't get to see who it was, but the clip I was watching was he had a mammoth, an entire skeleton of a mammoth, woolly mammoth. And I, I guess he was being transported or something. I, mean, I don't know what happened. I didn't get the full context, but they took his woolly mammoth and dumped it in a river uh, right out of of a city. until he lost the whole thing completely. No.
6: But, what? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. So
4: he was, that's uh, insane. Yeah. Which you, is crazy.
6: You guys, got to get my friend, Ben, who brought me to the dinosaur dig on your podcast.
4: That'd be awesome. Love yeah. He's like, he's ben, the largest, you're always welcome. he's the largest ben, oddity shop owner in the
6: whole world. And his stories are crazy. That's awesome. Segway to the next podcast. No, well, um,
5: <laughs> I mean, I was so grateful to have you on today. Um, Thank you. I was really looking forward to it and and excited and I'm um, grateful.
4: Not as much as me though. But,
5: um, <laughs> well, it, right? I'm just kidding. And, um, <laughs> what's, uh, what's, Next, so you got you got Norway and then you're-
6: Yeah, I'm going to be like going. So I'm I, I like turning in both directions. I'm going to be like following my heart and helping open up other people to their purpose in Norway while simultaneously releasing the biggest dance album of my career. Um, So I'm doing it all at the same time, which I, it seems in theory seems like a bad idea, but I, I think doing both at the same time is actually going to propel and, and like feed into one another and, and make it more meaningful, so- I don't know how long I'll be in Norway for, but I'm going to go for a few months and just see how it goes. And then hopefully I think I might bring what I'm doing there here because I I think we need it a lot, especially in Los Angeles.
4: Yeah. Afterwards, you have to come back on and tell us how it went.
6: I will. I will. I can't wait. I'm kind of scared. I've I've actually never felt like nervous because I'm going, I'm walking into the unknown and I I can't bring notes with me and I, I can't pull from it really anything. I have to just go completely intuitively with the students and build.
5: I mean, that's incredibly exciting.
6: Yeah.
5: That's like really, really cool.
6: I know. I trust the confusion. That's what I always tell myself.
5: Mm. Yeah, the universe is with you. (laughs) Yeah. You love and do what you will. That's my favorite quote, St. Augustine. It's in um, the New Earth. I got it tattooed. Oh, I love
6: that. But it's uh,
5: if you're doing what you love, you can't go wrong.
6: You really can't. And even if it doesn't materialize into like, into like wealth, you know, as we, as we think of it nowadays, like if you are happy and, mm-hmm. and happy within yourself, that you can't really get more successful than that. 100%. Yeah.
5: Amen to that. Words to live Amen. by.
6: Yeah.
4: Kaisa, it's always a pleasure. You are a light in the world.
6: Oh, thank you. We
4: love you. We're grateful for you. And thank you
6: for Likewise. coming on. Yay. I'll be back. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> thank you. I'll bring robots, bring all types of weird things.
4: Paleontologists. Bring yeah. all, we're we're going to see would you like a job as a booking our booker?
6: Yeah. Oh, I can get you so many cool people. Oh, I know. Yeah, you have to do Ben though. Ben will be back. Ben's here. first, and he's one of the most interesting people I've ever met. And you will get the craziest stories out of Ben. Like for example, he's going to the UK to pick up a mummified toddler, and he has to he what? has to come on the he has to like literally travel on the plane with a mummified toddler.
5: First Maybe class. it was like a baby Pharaoh. <laughs> he,
6: he's, he, he, uh, he should tell the joke, but he he always like he's like it's great because because um I think uh, kids get a discount and seniors no seniors get a discount and kids fly free. or yeah, something. Yeah. He's like
5: really funny. That's amazing. Yeah. That's great.
6: I'll be your booker. I have so many people already. Tonight.
5: All right, let's do it. <laughs>
6: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Studio Twenty Two, for having me, and signing out.
5: Peace and love.
6: Peace and love. Love and peace. And happiness.
5: Thanks for tuning in to Studio 22. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary
1: breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.